Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. One. Hello, how the fuck are you doing? We don't have Craig with us. I did invite him, but we are recording off of schedule. So after having the absolute worst two months of my life, I am back. Casey messaged me and he's like, yo, motherfucker, we're doing a podcast. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I get him back in the game, man. Yeah, you had to bring me back. Uh, you had to bring me back to I'm Rio. happy to be here. I'm sure everybody is fucking happy to see you because the last podcast <laughs> fucking killed it when we had us two on. Amen. We, we do need to get John back on here with us because I think that that episode will be absolute fucking awesome. I can't uh-huh. reopen Facebook Messenger because I'll get a thousand messages. So we're just going to go with this and hopefully wing it. And hopefully this doesn't end up like shit. So turn my phone on Do Not Disturb because, you know, life fucking sucks. So mm-hmm. we're talking. We got to get John on, man. <laughs> I like to talk to him. We were talking about caffeine before this podcast started because uh, I've been taking caffeine pills because it makes me think a hell of a lot clearer. And from what I've seen, when you're dealing with ADD or ADHD, depending on which one I have, it makes it 10 times easier to deal with something if, if you're stimulating yourself and making it more, essentially more synapses in your brain be more accessible and make your brain fire at a little bit higher of a capacity. So Mm -hmm. for a while I was drinking pre-workout, I was drinking monster and I've kind of slowed down drinking everything except monster and making my own soda. So I stopped drinking all carbonated beverages except ones that I make myself. So those have no caffeine in them, which is great. Mm -hmm. But I also needed to find a place to get caffeine because I'm a piece of shit without my caffeine. (laughs) You got, what do you got? You get a uh, caffeine withdrawals. You just get pissed off. Really, uh, really fucking bad. Probably headaches and shit, right? And like cold sweats. Yeah, yeah, really man. fucking bad. I remember I quit chewing tobacco, man. I I did that for a while, and I remember there was like, I remember there was one day. It was like the first day I went. It was like, and I was doing it bad when I was working a lot. When I was probably like nineteen, twenty. But I remember it was like four o'clock in the afternoon and I just started sweating <laughs> and I'm really like you hear about this shit in like dare in like middle school and then like but anyway I was just fucking I was hooked on the shit and but anyway it was like one of the hardest things I ever did but I remember I just had cold sweats and then I remember I just got super tired and I took a nap at like four in the afternoon I woke up at like nine at night and just like still sweating like and it was just miserable but I mean and I can only imagine what it'd be like right now if I like you know if I wake up and I don't drink a cup of coffee like I can only imagine what that would be like for you. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to make it so that way. Number one, I wasn't gaining weight, wasted calories, wasted weight, and all that shit. 
because mm-hmm. I'm trying to look like an acceptable human being. Although you can see the fucking peacock fuzz that I have sticking out. Uh-huh. That's in right now, dude. Everyone's got that. But uh, <laughs> no, it's fucking insane. I will show it probably by the end of the episode. Oh, good. But um, is the mic picking up that wind? Because that's fucking insane. Yeah, I can hear it, dude. You'll probably hear it up here. It comes. I live right on the, like a mountainside. I hear this thing barreling up the hill and it'll hit my house. I'll probably go like this. Just like wobble back and forth. It's like 60 miles an hour up here on top of the mountain. So it's fucking stupid. Oh my gosh. So uh, I didn't want to keep gaining useless weight. So I was like, zero calorie monster. I have a full 12 pack in the fridge. That's my first calorie monster today. And I was like, you know what? Not going back to coffee because I like that shit like fucking syrup. So I'm going to go and stick with, and I was like, you know what? I'll try caffeine pills because I've tried pre-workout. I've tried other stims. Like I just wanted something. Damn, man. You got to be fucking wired. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, I was like, um, have you ever like tried like intermittent fasting? Have you ever looked into that? Cause I remember I did that for a while and sometimes I do it like intentional or unintentionally. Like I just, just the way my day goes, but. I feel like that's a really good way to just revitalize your whole system, you know? Because of the way I lived life back in the day. And I'm going to word these things a little differently now because life has changed and fixed relationships I didn't expect to. But um, I went went from not eating a lot in the teenage years and everything else. So I was used to skipping meals, skipping meals, skipping meals that I'm able to do it now without even like thinking about it. It's like, no, I'm not going to eat. I'm mm-hmm. angry. I'm not going to eat. It, like I got to be in that right, right mindset, right kind of life place to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to eat that. Like I ordered mm-hmm. pizza the other day, and I was like, that pizza looks fucking good, and I feel like shit right now, and I'm going to eat myself into a fucking food coma, and I'm going <laughs> to fucking do it right now. I think I do it every time I get pizza. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's rarely times. I mean, I'll eat like five, six slices of them by myself. I got no one around me. I'll just slam that shit, man. The, the hardest part is knowing exactly what pizza you want. And if it's shit pizza, you don't want to fucking slam that shit. You don't oh, want to yeah. eat that shit. We got this local pizzeria down the road from me. and Or not really down the road. I mean, there's nothing down the road from me. But <laughs> if you like the closest pizzeria, I'll say. like It's like the same every time. You know what you're getting every time, no matter what you get on it. And it's just like real traditional old Italian place. And just always, it hits every time. You know what you're getting. Yeah, I, I remember going up by you and when I was living up there that I, I used to get the same pizza from the same place on Main Street all the time. Mm-hmm. And not the one that's named after a train. That place fucking sucks. Oh, wait, the, the place uh, at, right, at the like top of the hill, you... right right after Main Street splits twice uh-huh. because, you know, that town is built like shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it splits twice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The uh-huh. one that like straddles the split. So on either side, you can go to this place. Mm-hmm. And their pizza was so fucking smack. But mm-hmm. it was like the only fucking place in the entire town where it's like, you can eat here. If you mm-hmm. don't eat here, every other place is fucking shit. Every other place <laughs> is the most garbage fucking food you've ever seen in your life. McDonald's. <laughs> Even that McDonald's fucking sucks. Dude, like three months ago, four months ago. We went to go get my wife a tattoo up uh, near Albany. And uh, fucking hell. 
we stopped at that McDonald's. <laughs> and by the time we got home, which is another 30, 30 minutes to an hour, depending on traffic, we were shitting our brains out the second we walked through the door. Uh-huh. I feel that, dude. It's usually right when you're, like, finishing up, for me, yep. at least. Always. <laughs> right when I, always. Right, right when I take that last bite, it's like, yep, it's there. <laughs> I got to get home. Uh, I usually, I got to wait now when I drive. So, yeah. So, now I, I switched from drinking energy drinks all the time and drinking soda all the time to strictly taking some caffeine pills in the morning, getting that nice jolt and uh mm-hmm. thoroughly starting my day because if i drank coffee i'd be in the bathroom up until at least noon and taking care of a baby and everything else is definitely uh-huh. not the greatest thing to be sitting in the bathroom all fucking day uh-huh <laughs> because that that hot fluid just going oh it's done it's done it's as strong as a mcdonald's meal oh, and man. life just fucking sucks after that uh-huh. i just drink water and coffee that's it i drink like two cups of coffee that's it i'm good but yeah, you can get the caffeine pills at Walmart. They they card you for them, which is absolutely hilarious. Like, I might try them. I, I have a beard, man. Like I'm definitely over 21. <laughs> definitely <laughs> over I 21. I'm, I think I'm good to be taking caffeine pills. If I choose to spend $4 on caffeine pills, trust me, if I wanted to have a heart attack, I promise you I would have it a much easier way than taking caffeine pills. <laughs> you never know, man. I don't know. Crazy stuff. So, since the last podcast, which wasn't the last podcast, but one of the more recent ones, I did talk about my tattoo for Mm -hmm. the memorial of my brother. That has a crazy story going on behind the scenes that uh, Casey knows, but don't want to open up about it yet. I want to finish and get the the gig before I decide to actually uh, disseminate that information, but that shit's Uh super fucking awesome. Looking forward to it, yeah. But I uh, I did start my sleeve. So I got this, which is the Triforce from Zelda mm-hmm. with the eagle behind it. And it's got a, the knowledge stone cleared in because I'm so egotistical because I am intelligent that I just say, fuck you, courage. Fuck you, strength. Don't need this. <laughs> I am only smart. Fuck uh-huh. everything else. And I also have the lyrics from uh, Angels by Tom McDonald. I don't know if you heard this song. Obviously, Tom McDonald blew up. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I definitely know it, but I don't know it like enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got the lyrics. Uh, you get saved by your angels or become one. Mm-hmm. Obviously had extreme problems with mental health, had extreme struggles with my family with mental health. And I was like, you know what? Those lyrics right there are super, super fucking emotional for me. Because mm-hmm. if I didn't have my wife in my life at that specific time, there's a chance shit definitely changes. I, I've dealt with mm-hmm. some crazy shit. And I was like, you know what? I need those because that those words right there, I'm not an alcoholic. I've never done drugs. But those words right there of having somebody that, that you know is going to be there is one mm-hmm. of the most important things in the fucking world. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's really courageous of you, Zach. Just the fact that you're, you know, a parent and everything like that. Like, all oh, that shit that you just said. Like, I, like, would you say it was? It was knowledge, courage. And what was the other one? Uh, strength. So, strength. Yeah. Come on, dude. You got all that shit. Come on, get him colored in. So this one, this one would be green. <laughs> Who are you kidding, And man? this one would be red. I've uh-huh. only defeated the hardest hardest one, which is the water one. Uh-huh. You got him, man. I think you got him. Nah, shit. damn. Nah. I'll come over. I'll hit him with a marker if you want. 
Just see it, see if you like them or not. You can wash it off. See how it goes. Exactly. I'll know exactly how they look. <laughs> I need to get back under that fucking needle. So I plan on I plan on doing my entire arm as like a duality thing. So like good versus evil, and like having the transparency transparency there, and like the mm-hmm. the other halves. So on my wrist here, on the inside of my wrist, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna get the dark mark from Harry Potter because this is good and then evil. And then I'm, oh, gonna, I gotcha. get, uh, I'm gonna get my kids to draw like um they, they love Jurassic Park and that stuff. So I want them to draw awesome. like dinosaurs for all three of them. Yeah. And I'm gonna get them tattooed right above the um the Triforce is <laughs> like, hey, I, I have you guys with me. I have you guys with me regardless of what's going on, regardless of what's gonna happen. You guys are with me. Mm-hmm. And then um from my elbow up, which will end up covering up the the memorial for my brother, will be the Joker with the skyline. Hold on, I will find it. Yeah, that's the one you sent to me, right? I believe so. Yeah, that shit was dope. It's super fucking sick, man. And like, (laughs) that's a lot of needle time, man. What is that? That's gonna be like four hours, maybe more. I don't know. I never got a tattoo. Yeah, dude. (laughs) That's fucking sick. Mm -hmm. It's fucking sick. Because (laughs) I like the duality of the Joker too, like the. Mm some people will see him as the martyr some people will see him as the good guy some people will see batman as the bad guy Mm -hmm. and then there's also that transparency of seeing the city and seeing the outline and and that kind of stuff it'll be super super interesting and a cool way to end off a tattoo that number one i need covered up because i'm sick and tired of feeling like hey i'm not enough because i'm going to be i'm gonna fucking kill this shit and Mm -hmm. you know you are enough you gotta think that way you got to think that way. You are enough. You're going to, you're going to keep going. You're going to keep growing. So yeah, got a whole bunch of tattoos coming. That's what, man, that's going to be a while. (laughs) Props to you, man. I will do it all in one setting. Let's, let's go. Somebody want to watch kids. I will 100% sit there for five, six hours and just let him finish my entire sleeve all at once. How do you think that would feel? You think, I I mean, I never gotten a tattoo. Would it be like this? You don't, you, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't, you're not like, I mean, if you got all that done in one day, you don't think like this part right here hurt the most. Mm -hmm. But I feel like afterwards, like you'd be so sore. It genuinely really doesn't feel like anything. Have you ever gone to Florida and gotten like sunburnt? In North Carolina, I've never been to Florida. But but like severe, severe, dark, dark red sunburn. Uh huh. It feels sort of like that, except it's sort of numb at the same time. Uh huh. And you also have I to understand this is the arm I had surgery on. So like if I if I have nerve damage, it's there. So <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking uh. feel half of it anyway. Like the the lyrics go into my armpit and it's like right here. I oh, show up like, like you worst, know nipples on Facebook. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, free the nipple. That's it. Exactly. You know, nobody's wearing <laughs> just, bras anymore. Fuck them. Yeah, you just gotta um, put the hashtag on it. That's all. Exactly. Free the nipple. Uh-huh. But, uh, it, it like goes into my armpit and they're like, you know, this is going to fucking hurt. This is going to hurt your ribs. This I hear that's hurt. the worst. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Got you. Let's go. Uh-huh. I was like, just do it. Just do Put it. Put it all in the armpit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted it over the, the rib I had removed. The muscle I had removed is like, Hey, I'm not only having this stuff removed, but now I'm adding stuff to it. So that way it has emotional feeling and attachment to it. Hey, it's it's not there anymore, but what was there is now replaced by something that will protect me even more. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I wanted that kind of like duality to it of, hey, that shit was removed. It's fixed now. That shit didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, you <laughs> fucking sat like a rock. It's because like, probably all scar tissue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the shit was removed there, but there That's wasn't crazy, really man. anything. So like there's no muscle behind it. So yeah. when he's sitting there needling it, it's fucking bleeding like a motherfucker. I'm like, you know, there's no muscle there, right? He's like, yeah, I got it. Don't, don't stress <laughs> about it. It's just bleeding because there's nothing backing what I'm stabbing right now. Like it's skin to bone, skin to bone. And if it hurts, it hurts. Like this is what you're asking for. I was like, oh, it's mm-hmm. it's not a problem. He's like, you're sitting here like a champ. Uh, yeah, you're, you're sitting here having a conversation with me. You're not moving. You're not doing the damn thing. You're just sitting there. I said, yep. Tattoo artist dream. <laughs> That's cool, man. I never really, I never really thought about getting one. I never like wanted to get one. Maybe I will one day. Like it's not out of my. I wouldn't like put it off, but I don't know. I just never felt the need to get one. It, it's not a need. Or number one. one <laughs> number one, when you have emotional pain, feeling physical pain helps it. Mm-hmm. So, like when you're dealing with something, making it so that way you're able to transmit that emotional pain into physical pain makes you able to deal with it just a even if it's just a touch you can Mm -hmm. deal with it a little bit better and then you're having a conversation with somebody who's genuinely questioning about you and and like worrying about you and that stuff so it's super super interesting shout out to paul you're a good fucking dude we're gonna have him on too he's a cool fucking dude so like you're saying like it's like filling a void basically yeah something leaves and you fill it in well when i was super super suicidal as a teenager i would cut myself Mm-hmm. So, like, when I cut myself, I was able to turn that emotional pain into physical pain, which mm-hmm. made it 10 times easier to deal with. It made it 10 times easier to go through the motions of, hey, this is my normal everyday stuff. Where where am I going to be when this ends? And from my first tattoo, which is the memorial for my brother, which will be fucking covered up because I'm sick and tired of feeling that shit all the time, mm-hmm. is, like, it was the same feeling. It went from me physically hurting myself and not being able to continue farther to me being able to feel that physical pain and deal with the feelings I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's such a weird, it's such a weird thing to describe to somebody who doesn't have a tattoo. It's such a weird thing. I do get what you're saying in a sense though, because I think like I, like I obviously have my own vices too. And there's things that I turn to to feel like certain pains that I've had and experiences I've had in my life. Like, like, have you ever been I, angry enough to like punch a wall? Yeah. And you, know that, and you know that like feeling of just fucking hitting that two by mm-hmm. four because you're like, Oh fuck. I missed a little bit. Yeah. Like uh-huh. that, that immense pain in your hand and you're like, Oh fuck. No, I don't know if I look at it that way. <laughs> I and look it just, at it like, like, I just want to hit something, you know what I mean? And like, and you I've just done mellow it, like, out as uh-huh. soon as you fucking hit it. You're like, Oh, I feel so much fucking better now. Oh, like, I mean, like, I've, like, I've been, like, angry, like, not at, like, one of my brothers, <laughs> and then, like, my little brothers, or, like, one of my brothers just did something to, like, instigate it a little further, and, like, I just went at them, you know what I mean? Like, I've, so it's, like, kind of different, but I, it's, like, I think it all roots back to, like, kind of the same thing, you know? It's, like, it's all stemming from a pain, and you gotta, you gotta turn it into something, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one of the cooler things, that oh, yeah, look at that hair coming yeah, out. It's fucking crazy, <laughs> man. So one of the cooler things that I I've been contemplating doing and, uh, me and you were talking about for quite a bit 
was I'm contemplating running for House of Rep. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, dude. I think, like, if you want to do it, do it. <laughs> because fuck, man. Fuck. This is, and that's, like, the point I'm at, though, is, like, I, don't, I really don't even think it's worth, like, getting into it. You know what I mean? I think it's, like, once you get in, you're just, like, a part of this big machine. You know what I mean? I think you'd probably be better off staying, like, local. Like, my mom, who's the person that I started talking to again, looked at me and she's like, well, why would you want to do that? Wouldn't mm-hmm. you just take the $10,000 and move on with your life and, and, like, take the next step? I'm like, mm-hmm. no. Who the fuck cares about $10,000? Uh, shout like, out Joe Biden, baby. She's like, <laughs> you know. Well, you got better money than Trump. One person. <laughs> offers you 10k and then 10 people come up behind them and they're like 10k each and then you're like yeah and i'm like no. uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. no that's crazy like i don't understand why all these politicians are like 100k is life-changing money no it's a i heard this this uh i think it was ben carson said this quote one time he's like if you take a millionaire and you give him or he goes broke and you give him 100 bucks and if you get uh broke guy a hundred or a million bucks the broke guy will be broke again before the rich guy is rich again you know but the rich guy will get rich again you know and it's it's all about just doing what you what you got to do with your money man and and actually articulating and figuring out the steps that you need to do to make your money not only grow for yourself but Mm -hmm. have something backing it enough to where you're able to grow things even faster yeah we, and I think we saw that, that with GameStop. We saw that with Dogecoin. We, we've seen that a lot in the past couple months. We've seen so many people flip the bird to the system and say, hey, we're going to grow regardless. We're going to sit here and do this stuff regardless. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you tell me that it's not going to work. Yeah. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to sit here and go through the steps. I'm going to sit here and go through every single thing that I possibly can to make sure that I'm going to be worth money. Mm-hmm. I wonder what you're worth a million bucks, bud. <laughs> but uh, but uh, whatever. Like, I wonder what like the next one, like when the next big thing is going to be for that. And I wonder if they're really going to try and squash it because like the whole internet censorship thing and the whole, you know, if, like they like how are you supposed to plan that again, knowing that they're going to stifle it like they did the last time, you know, where they they shut it down. How do you know they're not going to squash all communication of that? You know, it's like they can just ban a page and then everyone has to scramble around somewhere else to reconnect on another page and all that other stuff. But I think, I think building wealth, the, and this is like the, you know, the point I'm getting at is like, cause I'm, you know, I'm out, I've been on my own now for about two years and, and like completely on my own. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm finally like stable enough where I'm ready to, and then, you know, this 1400 tech that's coming, you know, shout out JB, you know, what's good. It's going to help out a little bit, but I think like the big thing is to uh, just, you know, get more assets than you have thing, you know, assets are things that make you money versus things that are going to be costing you money. And that's, that's just like what I'm for. And mainly I've just been getting tools because I'm, I'm a craftsman and you know, I'm, I'm just going to get more Gotta tools. Buy those craftsman tools. <laughs> yeah, uh, something like that. But I want, you know, like I'm talking like bigger stuff and you know, that I can do like a little bigger jobs with and you know, more finishing work, but it's going to be, you know, it's just interesting to think about and it, but it's really about building wealth and, I mean, it kind of gets to one of the topics I want to talk about is like, I just, I feel like the system in our world, in our country right now, like, I think like this whole, all these stimulus 
you know, these, I think they're just like a, a setup, you know, and I think this is a, it's a, it's a, it's a sort of like a test run in a sense, but also like the real thing in the same sense. You know what I mean? What, what genuinely surprises me and it, it's surprised on twofold. First, Trump was the first person to pass a stimulus to make sure that people are taken care of. Mm -hmm. And not a single damn person can actually take that away from him. Yeah. He passed stimulus with a fucking Republican Congress. Mm -hmm. How many people expected that one? Mm -hmm. A Republican Senate, yeah. Yeah, but it was, but it's like it, it still has to get through. It still has to get approved. It doesn't matter where it comes from. And it's, it's, and it's fact, crazy that everything after that, right? It was yeah. all because of Congress. Yep. And it's like Congress just squashed it the whole time, and it was all to make Trump look bad. And and it's just sad, you know. It's so sad that like our government can be in that position to help people, and they're given, you know, however much money to all these different programs and institutions around the world rather than just helping money that they're giving money and being able to allocate money to people that are out of work because of government lockdowns. And like the harder part is, is okay. This is going to go into a little bit with my daughter being a NICU baby with my daughter being severely, severely problematic with her lungs and stuff. I have to wait until the last possible minute to get a job again. Mm -hmm. regardless no, I if bet. I have surgery on my hand, regardless if I have surgery on my arm, regardless of anything. So unemployment is fucking wonderful right now. Yeah. In all honesty, mm -hmm. because I have to be there because medically for my daughter, for my kids, I have to make sure I'm here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's then, tough, man. The, the crazier thing is, is, as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think this is a dry run at giving everybody payments monthly. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that this works the way they're they're intending it currently and so many people will sit here and say that that's wrong whatever so let me let me expand that just to, just a touch and then we'll uh we'll see what you think 
I think in a perfect society, when you have people without mental health issues, without depression, without people needing to leave their homes, and you turn to automation and industrialization and globalization, you sitting here saying, okay, we're going to pay you money to live every month, keep turning over the country, keep turning over and having kids, and have a good life. And our poverty level was a good life, as in you have a car, you have a house, and we stopped having 15 houses. And and if you work, you're doing something like this, where it's entertainment-based or um, industrial-based, where you're building houses, where like the kind of interpersonal things that you would genuinely be doing. Obviously, there's only so many of those jobs that that go around. But if that's the world we're coming to right at this second sitting here and only giving the poor a stimulus is actually incentivizing people to vote one way or another when they're completely ignorant in the situation that we're in. Mm -hmm. You're because, and you're talking about like, like, uh, in, in, industrially wise, or are you talking about socially or are you talking like about like economically? economically? Because I think socially we would deal with problems with mental health. We would deal with, alcohol abuse problems, drug abuse problems, and abuse as in people hitting each other and stuff like that, because you're not filling that void of time. But industrially and organically within our country, there's still voids that can be filled. Mm -hmm. If you incentivize people to live the life that they want to live and to prosper and, and give them incentive to live and build a family and do the steps that we want as a country because we want our country to prosper mm -hmm. and you incentivize yep. and you incentivize families sticking together you incentivize all this stuff that used to be a thing instead of incentivizing people to be solo parents incentivize people to be single moms and have five mm -hmm. different baby daddies when when you don't incentivize that stuff what does the country look like currently can we give out a stimulus that would actually genuinely impact everybody and bring everybody up to a bar of, hey, if we're able to lock inflation, which the current central government can, I'm not saying it's right or wrong that they're able to do that, but they can lock inflation and make it so a price is lock. And if we, mm -hmm. and if we pay people, say $15 an hour, a minimum wage, monthly, the jobs at McDonald's, the jobs, all those jobs that everybody are saying are like the shit tier jobs that should be minimum wage, which $15 mm -hmm. is what they're asking for. Those jobs are going to go away. And uh, if people don't understand that they're going to go away, that they're dumb. Yeah, they just Absolute don't understand idiots. business. Uh -huh. Just like the, the gender wage gap. It's like, if I could pay a woman 70 cents on but, a dollar, I would. The thing is, though, like, how, how would you how how would you incentivize, you know, living your life and raising a family and stuff when that's like just expected? You know, that's like human. That's human nature. Exactly. So what I was saying is, say, fifteen dollars an hour, 40 hours a week, no taxes taken out of it is given to you weekly or monthly. However, however, you specifically do it, whether that's deposits in banks or given checks or however that specifically goes you incentivize them that way. So $15 is a minimum. Casey, who's a single male, is gonna make $15 an hour. Mm -hmm. 
say for each kid you have, you make $3 an hour extra mm -hmm. because then you're incentivizing the growth of your country. But what about the business owners that have to pay that? No, that's given by government. So then the people that are working would be incentivized to pay more within the confines of what's going on. So you'd be given $15 an hour, regardless of what's, what job you're doing. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I'm not saying it's not. I'm yeah. just saying like in the grand scheme of things, if, if that's what we're looking at is complete industrialization and computerization mm -hmm. of all of the jobs that basic people, the, the idiots, the people that have fallen on their hard times and everything else are going to be gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How well, I think that I think that's going to happen anyway. And I think and and uh, even like it's, we already see it happening. And I think it's yep. detrimental because I think people need jobs and I think people should be, you know, they should work, you know, to make a living and to yep. understand what it means to, to work and save and to build wealth and to to be able to conserve your money and know when to be wise and spend your money and how to use your money to make more money. You know, and I think th I think those are important things, but I don't think that any sort of incentive. And I think that like, um, it, I don't think it's really good for society. And I think the oh, idea I that could see that, I don't think the idea that government can help people better than people can help people. I think that's a, uh, and like, I, I understand like a lot of people think that the, like the government has a good heart and they, they do a good job of helping people, but honestly, they're really wasteful in all their spending, like the way, they carry out things like, for instance, when like if you own a private company and and like say you're a charitable organization and you're looking to do something and you're on a fixed budget, you're going to do all throughout the process. You're going to try and save money to keep on that budget. And the, the problem with government agencies is they don't really they, they're disconnected from their budget. You know what I mean? And and the, the real thing is and I know this from the you know, the, the school districts and you you can attest to this is that they don't go they never go down you know what nope. i mean and the reason for that is all these government agencies including these state-run state-funded public schools is if they uh are below their budget they're going to receive less funding next year yep. you know so that what they do every year is they, they do their best to break their budget so that they can convince their higher ups that we they saw it with money. our school Remember when they redid the auditorium after they just redid it two years ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's just so like, and oh, it's, we're just going to redo the auditorium again. Why is mm -hmm. there no floor? Yeah, where, where'd the carpet go? Uh huh. It's 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 just nuts, man. And and it's like there, there's so many things. Like for example, in like um, uh, this this the school that my parents work at now, they um. They just got a, like a brand new baseball field, a brand new softball field and a brand new track. And before even COVID hit, they didn't have a baseball team or a softball team. And it's like you like I'm, and I'm, I'm not talking like a cheap field. You know what I mean? I'm talking yeah. like top of the line. Like this is like a really nice high school field now. And it's like no one's going to play on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because everyone's I mean, just times are changing and that's just like the way it is. But it's like but. And back to your school numbers are down and we have a population problem that we're falling behind in mm -hmm. and now everybody not only is going into the cities but now we have a job problem within the cities we have a job problem in the rural locales because people don't want to do the work mm -hmm. what what do we genuinely do in this specific situation mm -hmm. 
Well, I, I'm, <laughs> and uh, well, you know, I'm a faith-based guy, but I mean, and you were talking about mental health earlier, and I just think it's interesting. You know, we look at all these government lockdowns, and we look at all these things, and you know, there there are certain things that are left open, and and other things that are left closed, and like uh, for example, a pastor in Colorado, he just got arrested for not turning people away from his church when he reached capacity, you know? And it's like, if people want to go in, why are you arresting this guy? Like some, cause a lot of people, I mean, just from my experience, a lot of people go to church when, you know, they're broken and they feel nowhere else, they have nowhere else to turn. And, you know, the Bible teaches you can always go there. So, I mean, just the fact that people are trying to go there and they're turning people away and like, and for New York and it's just an example. My church was closed for five, six months last year and strip clubs were open. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did and you it's ever like, see that that meme where it's like all the women from Mortal Kombat and it said, next time I go to the strip club. So they all have the, the, <laughs> the mask over their face. <laughs> oh, but, man. Um, whatchamacallit? Like two parts of that super interesting. I don't think the government should have a right to say, hey, we have to close your business down. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with those steps. Two, I personally don't understand why people would turn to religion other than the fact that everything is out of their control already. And they kind of just, hey, this is sort of in my control. Who the hell knows if it works or if it doesn't? I'm going to use this as the scapegoat of, hey, if I pray to God, $5 is going to pop up in my pocket if I need it. When you probably oh, just put that $5 there before. Mm-hmm. So it's, oh, like, man. it's like that, that conversation of it's weird because you could have self-responsibility to understand that, Hey, you are a person you can genuinely impact the outlook of life that you have. Mm-hmm. Or is it better just to say, Hey, I have no control over anything. God's going to lead everything. And I personally don't believe, but all I- right, first of all, hold on that point you just said, okay. Cause I, cause I get that a lot from people. So what was it again? You said you don't have to do anything. God's going to do everything. Right. Yeah. So uh, it says a lot in the Bible and every, just about every single, the only way to please God is through faith. And that the only way God could do anything in this world is through a professing of faith and believing that he's there and that he is but you know it's like the, the the notion that i like i think god's gonna do stuff without me moving is that's like it's because it's really hard to be in faith and i i have got attacked by people really close to me and like yeah, really definitely. close family members and i never and the thing is like i never gave it back to them because mm-hmm. i understood what it was like and you were talking about like that those voids and like the things you used to do to to fill them in. And I actually had, I don't, I never really talked about it, but I had, you know, I had a pretty rough childhood and like alcoholism was involved and, you know, and my dad wasn't really home a lot. He was in the military and, but, um, and then I went to college and I, like, I grew up in church and like, I, you know, I, I said my prayers and whatever. And, but, and then I went to college and I got away from it and I was lost, man. (laughs) Like, and I, and like, I, like, I tell people this all the time, like, And it was like, I was so, I was ambitious and there was like things I wanted to do, but I was always, when I was by myself, when, you know, I, I, I felt like I always needed to talk to someone about something. And I like, I just, I just felt like something was missing in my life. And it was like, it's weird how it turned out that I ended up, you know, going to a Bible study and 
it's like a whole testimony, but it was, it actually turns out, I'll just go into it really quick. So it'll take probably like three minutes, but it's like, I was, I was, I was actually living in my own apartment. Well, I had three roommates in Albany and I, I applied to 15 different jobs. I couldn't believe this. And I didn't get a job at any of them. And then this one place called me back and it, you probably got letters from them. You ever hear of Vector? They're like the, the knife selling company. They always, I, I, I used to get like letters in the mail from them like every year. I remember oh, when I was remember. in high school. It was like guaranteed $14 an hour and like all this shit. But anyway, so anyway, I I got that letter and I just applied because I needed a job and I got that letter and it was, and then I went, I got the training and then I got the job. I ended up getting a job at UPS a little later too, but I was uh, working there and you had to like call up people that like you knew and go and like, like pitch knives to them and trying to get them to sell. Like you sell like these, like, expensive knives you know what i mean like and expensive yeah. and it's like I, I i at the time i didn't know too many like affluent people that are like willing to you know drop a stack on on some knives you know what i mean so like i'm, I'm just like calling up my friends and family and i'm not really making any sales and i had this baseball coach and he was like a super christian right and like we used to he, we had we would like joke around all the time because we were like 17 18 years old but we were like always make fun of him you know he's like the jesus freak and like we'd always laugh yeah. at him and Cause he was like a, like a really quirky guy. And um, so anyway, I called him up cause like, I just knew he was a nice guy. He was always really supportive. And uh, he, um, I, he bought a knife off me. I did my whole pitch. And then at the end he was like, tell me about a Bible study. He was like thinking about starting up. Yeah. And that was in 2014. And today he's my best friend and he's my pastor at our church and where, you know, it's growing and I've met so many people I've never met before. And it's really like been a central part of my life. And there's obviously a ton of stuff that's happened in between there, you know, but, and like incredible stuff <laughs> and like just relationships. And like I said, though, when like I first became a Christian, I would like, I had my, my parents telling me I'm in a cult, you know, I had people yeah. telling me, like really close friends of mine telling me that I'm crazy and I'm lost. And now it's like crazy to look back on all that because all those same people have been, you know, they've given their lives to Christ. And it's, and it's not like, as like, it's not as much of a, it's not as much of a, a works. It's not as much as a performance based thing as it is just simply believing because the Bible says that in Hebrews 11, that it's impossible to please God without faith. And I think it's such a, when you're thinking about religion, I mean, I think it's such a simple complex to think about that. Like there's two things, you either believe in nothing or you believe something, you know what I mean? And, it, yeah. and that's really what it boils down to. And it, it, I think, you know, I, I just, I just think that to, if there is something like, do you want to jump? Like, are, are you willing to jump at something that you don't know is there? Mm -hmm. Or are you willing to say, Hey, I don't know if it's there and I can't believe in something I don't see. And I think that's kind of the two halves of it is either you're going to believe because you, you need something to be there, whether mm -hmm. you're somebody, and this always baffled me. I believe everyone needs it. Whether you have somebody <laughs> who is an addict and kind of needs something to put them back in the right place, somebody who has mental health issues, somebody who has like, they're down on their luck and they just want something to give them reason and purpose or it's somebody who genuinely has purpose in life, but kind of sees things differently. Like I, I fall into that whole logic thing of where it kind of just like two and two adds up to four. It just doesn't make sense to me. 
Mm-hmm. Like I don't bash people for it. Like I'll question them. I'll, I'll sit there mm-hmm. and actually have that conversation because I find it super, super interesting. I just don't believe because I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't put those thoughts together to where, Hey, it makes sense. It just, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. And I've had super, super in-depth conversations with people like you that are super, super intelligent. And they're like, I'm religious. Thank too. You. And I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I don't understand what you're seeing there, but it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's super interesting when people use that as a guide for their life or when they use that as a guide for everything. And it's super, super interesting to see that kind of balance of what people's lives are, how big of a deal religion is, and if those two things intersect. Because- I, I saw, I met this one guy along this way, and uh, I won't say his name. I, I, I really don't think he'd care. <laughs> Honestly, (laughs) she sounds like a Zoe. (laughs) Holy fucking shit. That just scared the shit out of me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got a knock at the door. This podcast is going to end early. We'll be done in probably like five, 10 minutes. Um, So yeah, like I find that super, super interesting and super kind of confusing because it's like there, there is that duality to it. Is it just because somebody needs something to believe in or is it just because like, you know, Jordan Peterson? Yeah. You should check out one of the links I shared. It was from, I shared one from, um, I forgot what it was. But I share. I shared it twice in like the last week because I thought it was so impactful watching him talk about Jesus Christ versus other religions, and he broke down crying. And I thought it was incredible. But um, but anyway, I wanted to share with you this one testimony. This guy I met because it, it was absolutely my. He reminded me of this guy. You know, you ever seen the Green Mile? No, I haven't. You haven't. All right. Well, anyway, so like the main character. Well, I forgot what his name was. He just died recently. Um, but anyway. This guy was a gangbanger and he was locked up for murder when he was 17 from Kingston. And um, yeah, (laughs) anyway, he's uh, I think he's around a little over 40 now. But um, he had a 25 to life sentence and he got out after 17. But he found the Lord, he said it like his 10th year in. Yeah. And this guy is he's just. It's crazy how much of the Bible he like he just like taught when he talks it's like the Bible it's crazy, and but anyway he's like a, he's a union construction worker in the city like he has a, he has a like two houses he's into real estate and like it's just crazy to me that this guy like completely turned his life around and he's like one of the most nicest genuine people I've ever met in my life, and yeah. it and it's it's crazy to like and I've, I've I see it and I hear of so many like testimonies of people and I've seen them in my own life, just like my you know some of my parents like just they're. The, their attitude towards life changing and they have like this this shine from them you know it's 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 good it's it's hard to deny once you believe you know what i mean it's like you see it and i think if you if you can't make logic of it i i believe that if and i would pray for you but if you were to pray i'm i believe god would move on you <laughs> oh yeah i do i do and i'm not but taking anyway, that as a joke a, like as i told but you that's the other up day. to you you know what i mean and that's I, the thing it's all it's only up to you Like, and I know you said, you know, I'm praying for you. I was like, you you know, man, I know that means a lot to you. And and like, that means a lot to me that you would put that meaning out there. 
and like i think mm-hmm. people are dicks that are like hey why would you do that good night baby <laughs> and uh like uh-huh. I, I think that people genuinely are dicks when they when they don't respond like that when'd you get a hey when'd you get that update about that that little that talk you were thinking about doing um i have to finish homework <laughs> literally that's what i was doing after this which i guess just changed but no i mean when i mean when when you got that news the other day that you told me about with ted with who thing you were telling me about that that oh. frank guy yeah i got you um i found that out yesterday and then i have homework and a whole bunch of paperwork i have to fill out and then hopefully Jeez. Hopefully that would be super. Good feeling, man. <laughs> I hope it works out. Imagine a black background behind me that says Ted. I know, dude. That would be epic. <laughs> that would be so cool. You might have to clean it up a little bit. I'm not sure. I don't know, man. Do you think they would? Or do you, you think they let it fly? Put a big old real men talk shit right on your <laughs> head. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. You should, dude. Get the brand up there. Exactly. That'd be cool. But yeah. So, uh, shit's been crazy. Shit's been real crazy. And I find, I find that conversation super, super interesting about religion and that stuff, especially when people say, Hey, this one makes more sense than the other ones Mm -hmm. that, that kind of baffles me is like, I don't understand why people would say, Hey, this one's more important than that one, or this one's more impactful than that one. Like I don't genuinely like being a non-believer don't take this offensively. And you I couldn't understand offend me. Some people, <laughs> some people do, but in the grand uh-huh. scheme of things, mystical spaghetti monster, regardless of which religion it is, it's still a mystical spaghetti monster. All of them still have the same morals. All of them still have the same mentality, whether they change a little bit or not. It, they're all kind of the same, mm-hmm. which makes it super interesting when people are like, "Mine makes sense, but not that one." Dude, I'm I like, could, I could send you some awesome. Like I could send you some awesome videos of this astrophysicist. It's kind of boring, but if you were like interested in learning about like the creation of the universe and like how it works as like a scientific point and how it actually ties into the Bible, if you'd be interested in that, I have a link that I could send that to you. It's like 40 something minutes, but it's this astrophysicist. His name is Hugh Ross. Yeah. And he does a really good job breaking it down. But the whole, the whole mythical thing that you were just talking about, I think you should, if you watch that Jordan Peterson link, I, I'll send that to you too. I'll look it up yeah. on the thing. And I'll just send it to you. But, but the, the, those are, it's just, they're, they're just really interesting perspectives on it. You know what I mean? Cause like, no, I, definitely. And like, I used, I used to be like that way towards God and I kill, I, st- I kind of still am, but I look at it as like a different perspective, you know? Cause I, I really think, you know, I've seen the, we call it the glory of God in, in this world and just like things coming to pass and, you know, in our own lives and, speaking the word which is a big part of it is like um just like paying attention to the words that come out of your mouth and like what you're speaking but anyway like um it just all ties into you know the whole i i I don't look at it so much from an a logical standpoint anymore as like i used to because i used to look at it that way a lot but i've gotten to the point where it's just like wow that's really cool i wonder you know how god ties into that i guess you know what i mean yeah because like I, i i just and it's just, dude, it's crazy. Some of the, just the stuff I've seen and the, like the perspectives I've heard on certain things. And I, and I try to keep like a wide array. Like I listen to a lot of debates with atheists and like Christian apologetics. Like I, I like to hear the other side because yeah. I like to hear, you know, arguments against oh, it yeah, too. But 
like it, it's a super super interesting conversation to have and i would love to have you on even if you want to come back on on uh tuesday or wednesday we'll, we'll sit down and, and have a full-on conversation but this cool. episode is going to have to end early there's uh-huh. some other shit i got to deal with at the precise time this has been real men talk shit thank you casey for coming on i Thanks apologize for having, for having to end it early but it, it oh, was yeah. super super awesome that you came back i'll be and back i would love to have you back again maybe we'll be able to get john on and that will be a super fucking awesome Let's episode go. come on john thank you guys have a good one i feel like real shit's been talked i'll see you next time as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.